Welcome to Chat with Crystal, empowerment coaching and conversations with real women from around the world. I'm your host, Crystal Andrus Morissette, founder of the SWAT Institute. Women are being called right now to help heal this world. And it's time for a radio podcast that shows the how we're going to do just that, empowering one woman at a time. Now let's get to it. Well, let's get to it. All right. It is the first Friday of October. I was just out um, picking apples. I have a beautiful big apple tree and I was just out before the call picking apples and I am putting corn stalks, you know, the dried corn stalks up around the front of the house and... I have a a hay, a bale of hay. I'm just making it look so cute. And funny enough, I was out there doing that and suddenly went, oh my gosh, I have a podcast right now and came running in the house. So uh, I'm sitting here in my office now on this first day of October. Of course, I'm always so excited because the first Friday of every month, I open up my phone lines and I do some private, really it is private, it's one-on-one really, uh, coaching, empowerment coaching. And uh, if you have called in today live, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, because without you, there would be no show. And I absolutely love doing what I do. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice that I have a lot of energy when I get to coach. I have a lot of gratitude and it's fun. Even when we are talking about things that aren't fun, the joy that I get in being able to support someone. And at this stage of the game, I've been doing this so long, probably 20 years of coaching before that training, personal training. Uh, And uh, I actually wrote my first book, Simply Woman, the 12-week body, mind, soul, total transformation program. You know, I started that book right after my second daughter, Julia, was born. And she is turning, is she turning 25? Oh my good God, she's turning 25 on October 25th. Is that right? I think she is 25. Is that possible? She was born in 1996. Oh my goodness gracious. So 25 years ago, after I gained a lot of weight, and you know, it's so interesting now um, because it's so not about the weight. But at that time, I really focused in on the fact that I had put on about 100 pounds in my pregnancy. I was just talking with... Vanessa before we uh, went we went live into record mode and Vanessa's having her third baby she's 34 weeks pregnant I think we're going to do some coaching today um, but I I don't know what happened with me I was like a fitness competitor and I was raised with probably actually insanely dysfunctional uh, expectations about how fit and beautiful a woman's supposed to look or at least my mom looked, and she was a competitive bodybuilder. Back in the days when, you know, I don't know if you guys even remember this, back in the days when there was like Rachel McLeish and Corey Everson and those really beautiful feminine-looking bodybuilders. and um, But there was such stigma in my family and growing up about being beautiful and about being thin. Everything was about being thin. Um, so when I got pregnant with my first daughter, I, honest to goodness, I, I don't even know how it happened. I don't know if it's that I was so used to living on almost no calories that I don't know, but I put on about a hundred pounds 
And then I got pregnant. I just loved her. Oh my good God. We, I was just talking with Madeline the other day about the love you have for your babies. And then she's like, I know, but I don't know if we should be like, and Madeline's like, mom, shut up. She's like, I know, but people just shouldn't be having babies to overpopulate the earth. I go, no, you don't understand. You have babies. Well, I guess not everybody, not every pregnancy is planned. But I said, I didn't even know love until I had you. I didn't even, I didn't even know that feeling, that overwhelming joy and just euphoric energy. Uh, and I, I was able to access the highest levels of consciousness. So that's why I had a baby. I didn't even know it, but that little baby taught me so much about love. And she's actually on the line right now. Uh, and then I didn't lose all the weight and I got pregnant with Miss Julia, who's coming home from Mexico tomorrow. I gotta pick her up from the airport. And um, so I had these two absolutely magical little girls who I loved more than honestly at that time. Um, I know this is a kind of a cliche saying when people go, I love them more than life itself. No, I, I did love them more than my life itself. And because I didn't know love, I had no, never known love. So you can imagine I put all this weight on in a family where women are supposed to be beautiful and perfect. And um, all I could see, all I thought about was my weight is so crazy now that I think about it. I had so many other things to to heal and deal with and face and um josh i can't believe that all i thought about was i got to get this weight off i got to get this weight off what's pretty incredible is that the process of losing the weight which it did come off and the truth is i took it too far i let myself i got too it was too crazy, but I felt amazing. You have to understand, like as I was, so that's where that book, Simply Woman, came. And it was this, it really was like, so I had Julia in February. And I'm going to say by that summer, I was hands down in the best shape of my life with these two tiny little babies. And I started writing in a journal. And it was the first time I'd ever written in a journal. Funny enough, I have that journal still. And I wrote it on February. No, Julie wasn't born in February. Madeline was born in February. Julie's born in October, of course. So by that next summer, so like, you know, like eight months later, I was in just crazy great shape. But I had started a journal after I had Julia. It was actually the first time I wrote in a journal was February 23rd, 1997. I have that journal. Interestingly, the very first line of my very first journal was, I just want to be empowered. Who knew 25 years later, I would have the Simply Woman Accredited Trainer, Trainer Institute, the SWAT Institute, and I would be empowering women from all over the world, that I would have a book called Simply Woman and a book called Simply Empowered, and... Um, and it's so crazy now because, I, yeah, I put weight back on over the years. It's been 25 years. I'm turning 51. And um, I just realized now that it's so not about the weight. It was never about the weight. And it's what that weight, though, represented to me. And the baggage I was cleaning up emotionally, or at least I thought I was cleaning up. But, you know, it was my, it was my, I, listen, this is my first journal. And, but the insights I got just by writing, by writing, 
to myself, about myself, about my life, about my feelings, what I felt, um, getting in touch with my emotions, realizing I had a lot of sadness inside me. And what really shocked me was I had a lot of rage and I had a lot of anger and it was justifiable anger. I now say to women, when they say I'm really sabotaging in whatever area of their life, um, because I also want to say, wait, if you are heavier on the scale, that ha that might m mean absolutely nothing to do with sabotage. That might just be your body, your baseline, what's comfortable, how you've maintained. I also think we have to remember is once we've put on body fat, and I don't, I really don't want to make this call about body fat, but once we put on body fat, uh, the cells, fat cells, they never go away. So uh, you have them for life and they want to fill up very easily. They, they don't take a lot. They'll be like, yeah, come on, bring me, just give me a donut. Give me some sugar candies. I'll convert that sugar right into fat and store it right over there. Um, so that's the one thing is, you know, you kind of don't want to ever let it happen because once it happens, it that's why people say, well, I struggle with my weight all my life because once we've been heavy once, it it is. And someone who's never struggled with that doesn't understand that your body has changed now and you do have, all, like you might have millions of fat cells that you weren't born with um, and you can never get rid of unless you do lipo or something that sucks them out. But I've never done that and I don't know about that. Um, but anyways, my point is I launched that book, Simply Woman Accredited Trainer, 25 years ago. Uh, what a journey it has been. And here we are on Friday, October 2001. 2001. Did you hear that I just said that? 2021. Oh my God, it could be 2001. That's how crazy, like, don't you ever feel that way? Like 20 years ago, I was 30. And in 20 years from now, I'm going to be 70. And that's how quick it goes. And there's a thing I was talking about, love. Yeah, love. So that's what babies did for me. They, they all of a sudden taught me about love. And I did start thinking, I don't, I don't feel the same way about myself as I feel about them. So that's when I realized, do I actually know what self-love is? Do I, have I ever felt that euphoric feeling for myself, for my own life, for my own needs, for my own? That became an incredible journey for me to start to be like, how I feel towards my children is how I want to feel. It's how I want to feel towards all of life. I want to have that deep love of life. And so that's where it's taken me 25 years later. It is a journey. It isn't, it is the journey. It isn't the destination. I now realize there is no destination. If anything, the destination is just to live in love, lead with love, um, be in love, um, be in love with life. So that's going to be the message of the day. We're headed into Thanksgiving here in Canada. I think it's next weekend. I'm picking up my daughter tomorrow from the airport and all the both the kids and my my girls guys they're coming too and the dogs and um I that nothing brings me more joy than that so I was saying I was out picking apples and making things look beautiful because I get incredible joy um creating beautiful things 
and making beautiful food and having beautiful dinners with people I love. So I, I would love for you this month as well, um, starting today, to just think about how, what would love have you do? What would love have you do? If you lived with love and you spoke in the energy of love and you talked to yourself in the energy of love and you ate with love and self-love and you loved your body as it is, aging, changing, young, pregnant, um, what would that look like? What would that feel like? I'll tell you what it has shown me is that all those years ago, 25 years ago, when I thought um, that my weight was about, you know, when you first start, you really think it's about food until you start to realize, oh, it represented something. And what I was going to say is anytime we're in a situation where we feel like I'm sabotaging, there is a difference. I want to be really clear. Like I'm not, if I'm not eating the way I used to eat, I don't have a sense of I'm sabotaging. I feel like I want to do what I want to do. I, I'm okay. I'm good. There's a very big difference between I want what I want and I can't make it happen. And I know why I keep getting in the way of myself. That's when I will say, well, now we have something unexpressed, some feeling, emotion, situation, relationship that we're not expressing our truth, our needs, our feelings. And those unexpressed emotions turn inward and and they have to find a way to be expressed. And so we have these different ways. And I always say sabotage is usually uh, unexpressed anger turned inward. And we kind of implode. We, we sabotage ourselves. We hurt ourselves because we don't know what to do with those feelings or our needs. We don't know how to express them in a healthy way. So that's another thing that I, I try to help women with is learning how to, first of all, access what is in there. What are you feeling? If it didn't make you a bad woman, it didn't make you a bad mother, didn't make you a bad daughter, didn't make you a bad wife, didn't make you a bad partner, didn't make you a bad anything, just under the surface, just right now. If you were just to close your eyes and say, what do I feel just under the surface? And sometimes we don't even realize it, but it's like, holy cow, that emotion is my baseline. It's simmering under the surface all the time. And we don't even really know it. So imagine that you have a safe place, which you do right now, right here with me. Um, and for those of you that are in the vault, in the conference line, if you want to do some coaching, I know we've had some more women come on. If you would like to get some coaching today with me, I would be so deeply honored, incredibly grateful um, in supporting you in whatever it is that's going on for you, it, good or bad or in between. Uh, and all you have to do is press star two on your keypad or on your phone, and that will put you in the queue and we can do some coaching together today. And like I said, it is one of my life's callings and it is what I love to do. And if, as you're listening, you think, I would be good at that. I like, I think I'd be a good coach. I would love to connect with you. Um, we are still taking enrollment in our, uh, just started September uh, 2021. 
Empowerment Coach Certification at the SWAT Institute, Simply Woman Accredited Trainer. Yes, that is right, www.swatinstitute.com. Um, and I would, I would love to be able to get you started with us. We have lots of different courses and programs, but the certification is the big one. And if you think this might be right up your alley, then come check it out, www.swatinstitute.com. Okay, I'm going to the phone lines. I see Miss Vanessa has raised her hand. So Vanessa, I know before I unmuted your line, you were cleaning. I, that's called nesting, 34 weeks pregnant. Getting that house ready for that baby to come. <laughs> Um, how are you, Vanessa? I'm doing really good, other than being very large right now. <laughs> how are you feeling? Um, good. Energized. Yeah. Maybe too energized. Yeah, you, you thrive. Honestly. You thrive. You, and listen, I think we talked about this. I don't know if I'm just reading posts because you're in my school. I don't know if it's that I've just read some posts about what you've been. Oh, listen, I, I know over the years you've been in my world for so long. I know that you grew up with absolute dysfunction and a toxic, um, toxic environment. And your mom just didn't get it. And she still doesn't get it. I've read some of your posts that she no. just doesn't get that what mm -mm. she did was wrong and that you were the kid. Um, but it's been incredible to see see your transformation do you see it Vanessa do you see the transformation of what's unfolded for you over the last few years I from do. where you were to where you are I do and it's 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 wild because I started with you gosh I think right before my first child was pregnant and she's five and a half yeah you or were my pregnant. first child was born and yeah. she's five and a half so it's been five six years and it took a while there's definitely some you know mental health yeah. issues that I also had to, you know, work with. Um, but, to, but between that and the school and your programs and your books, mm -hmm. I finally, I don't even want to say finally, because for the longest time I was like, nothing's happening. Why won't this hurry up? But really now I look back and I'm like, wow, it's only taken five years, five and a half years for me to get to this point of feeling finally feeling empowered yeah. and stable and good in my life. And that's really not that long in the scheme of things. It's not. It's not. It's incredible. No. And being able to witness that, like, for me, you know, when I talk about, I, I don't know if you were listening, I'm sure you were, but I was talking about the love I felt when I had my children and that overwhelming love. And, you know, I see the kind of mom you are and the posts that you put and your kids are so precious and so cute and your little is it elena is it elena? Uh -huh. elena um she is just a little mini you and a little handful and i remember yes. some of our calls where you were like i'm hiding in the garage right now i'm trying to <laughs> and your kids would find you somewhere and anyways listen i love this I love the sound of children. And this one, too. In this one, too. I know. So it's precious. So, Vanessa, how can I support you today? It's I know. Oh, did you? So, the one thing, the one thing I was thinking, um, but, but sorry. It's okay. Let's That's put okay. On some different life. Quick, come here. Um, the one thing that came to mind, actually, was my husband. So, I have, I've gone back and forth on a lot of things in my life over the years. Um, and I think some of it was, you know, just being unempowered. Yeah. Um, some of it wasn't, some of it was other things. 
And one of those big things that I go back and forth is my relationship. And it was funny because I'll never forget when I started your program, um, it was, you know, don't do anything drastic and leave your spouse right away. Like, you know, let's work through some things. And that always stuck with me. And I swear every time that I like get to the brink that I'm like, screw this, I'm done. I listen to something and that same message comes out like, hold on now. Now let's think about this. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's always kind of, kind of come around. And my big issue with my husband is that my mom was a major, major narcissist. She was very neglectful. She did the gaslighting, the manipulation. There was a lot of emotional abuse. Well, they say that you attract into your life, you know, what's comfort and what you know. And I don't know if my husband is necessarily a full-blown narcissist, <laughs> but he definitely has a lot of those same traits. So and tell I me some of those traits. How much he's like my mother. Yeah, okay. Listen, that's really interesting um, because for sure your partner, the per- person that we choose of all of the people... Um, you know what I'm going to do, Vanessa? You keep on. I'm going to do a little mute while I'm talking just so that it's my voice. And then I'll unmute every time I go back to you. So you're just, so you don't have to worry. Don't stress too much about your, your son. Um, so it's really interesting because our partner, the person that we choose, if we choose to be monogamous or to get married, our partner is absolutely hands down the biggest mirror Um of any human being in our lives. So they they really do start to mirror things back to us. They mirror things we hate, things we hate that we never want to be. They mirror back to us things that we've buried that we are like, I never want to be like that, so I bury that. They also mirror back to us things we love and what we love in them. We love in life. We love in ourselves. There's things that we, we, we don't even, even fully realize it. So it's interesting when you say, my mother was a major narcissist and I ended up getting together with and attracting a major narcissist. One question that comes to mind is when did you start to notice this narcissism that you're talking about with your husband? Like how, how late in the game or how soon in the courtship did you notice like, wow, he's a lot like my mother. Um, I think it, I mean, we've been together 12 years now. Hold on, I'm going to say Because I know y'all can hear me. That's okay. Um, yeah. But we've been together 12 years now. Yeah. And it definitely took me a while. I think I finally realized it in the past, it's only been a couple years because I was in such a bad place that I kind of, you know, I thought I was a victim And everything he did, I would just look at myself like, oh, it's my fault. I'm doing this. This is why he's treating me this way. I think I sort of always, you know, I always didn't like the things that he did, but I never realized how how harmful they were for me. Okay, tell me some of the things. Really, give me an idea. Okay, I got it. The last couple of years. Tell me some of the things that he does. Um that's really harmful or, or hurtful. And you're um, in the vault. You're safe. You're totally safe with me. Well, what I've really realized here recently is that 
Well, he does the, the like, circle and point the finger back at me type of thing. So if I come to him and, you know, I'm like, I don't know, just something simple like, hey, you're not doing your fair share of chores around the house or, you know what I mean? And yeah. it's, it's bugging me. Eventually, like, it can be something just so simple and so little, and it will turn into, like, an hour and a half eventual argument And by the end, like, he's thrown so many things in there and tried to point the finger at me so many times. I can't even remember what I originally came to him with. Okay, so tell me how, tell me what part of that, though. Let's, I I, want to know the part that is like your mom, like the narcissism, because that just, you know, not just, I don't mean to say just, because we're going to, we're going to address it. Um, That sounds like just really not good communication like you're not you're and it's not to blame you in the slightest he doesn't have good communication skills right and you're learning your community and that's why you're realizing it's like wow we can't do it this way anymore like we've been doing this dance right this way for too long and in truth vanessa you taught him how to treat you that doesn't mean that it's your fault you taught him because for 12 years you were a hot mess or not for 12 but let's say Mm -hmm. for whatever the first mm-hmm. 10 years you were mm-hmm. together, you were a hot mess. Um, and you knew it. And you, you're you amazing, though. Like, you're amazing. But I'm yeah. amazing. And I, I've been a hot mess. Um, so, yeah. you know, and I see that in you. Like, you're really extraordinary. When you're good, you're very, very good. And when you're bad, you're yeah. horrid. Like, yeah. you're like that little girl that had a little girl. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, in many ways, you taught him. Not that that makes it right. But when we get into a disempowered way of communicating and I've been there with my husband times like where we're not there now, but times where it's like, that is crazy how we're talking to each other. I know better than this. I should not be putting up with this. I want to punch his face in. (laughs) That just made me really Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So, so part of that is that's just really bad communication and you've both taught each other what you'll allow. So that's not narcissism. So narcissism, let, let me point out narcissism because your mother is narcissistic. I don't know, you know, but I don't think your husband, I, how would I know? But I'm only judging by you being in my world for five and a half years. I don't think your husband is anywhere near the narcissist your mother is. I think he might have qualities, but he's nothing like Mm -hmm. your mother. He's Mm -hmm. not. He just has some qualities that trigger you. So the triggering is what makes you feel like, I feel like I'm dealing with someone who's triggering me like my mother triggered me. I, right. Right. So right. we got to be really clear on that word. Narcissism is this. It's all about me. Me, 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 right. me. You are an extension of right. me. You're, you don't even exist. I am the center of right. the universe. And I am the universe. And you all get to, I get to let you be in this world for my pleasure, my needs, all about me. It is all about me. What do you mean you have feelings? What do you mean right. you have feelings? No. You don't have feelings. Your feelings don't exist. Your feelings don't matter. That's narcissism. Narcissism. I literally like right. imagine the little like fingers pointing at yourself going, me, 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 me. Let's talk about me. Let's let's do me. So right. your mom for sure is a huge narcissist. I think with your husband. Yeah. yeah. And I think growing up, your needs never mattered. Like you were so, right. so abused and physically abused, emotionally abused, verbally abused. You, your mom was crazy. Like my mom, like 
you had right she would have sex in the same room or the next room or she like like this is crazy shit that you're like no that is just such yeah. bad parenting so you right. didn't have any baseline for realizing what is healthy what is acceptable what is what is love like if that's how your own mother treats you then you didn't even know so it's you in the last 5 years have started to surround yourself with this circle of women and we get to keep mirroring back to you what is healthy and what isn't what is mm-hmm. what is empowered what isn't so you're getting clearer mm-hmm. and clearer on wow so that way like even now like for you to say like i never knew the day was going to come for you like i really didn't 5 years ago you and your mother were chained at the hip in the most codependent dysfunctional relationship yeah. and you couldn't <laughs> i didn't i love your laugh of truth i i think it's incredible that you set boundaries with her and that it's only taken yeah. it's it only took you maybe 4 years to do it so yeah like that's incredible the reason now you're not a hot mess and you don't have the chaos and drama around you like you did before is that you put boundaries in place finally mm-hmm. and what you're needing mm-hmm. to do now is to set some healthier boundaries with your partner yes that's what has Indeed. to happen you it's now you you're becoming more empowered so you have, so one of the things i want to ask you and i i don't normally go to the love because i usually go like what would courage have you do because you're very high resonating now you're about to have another baby um listen everybody's got their own their own their own rules let's say like sometimes they're totally unconscious rules within a relationship um so i do i'm going to be straight up i i am always shocked when i see you like i'm out there cutting the grass i'm i'm always just like what <laughs> the f she is 34 weeks pregnant with two little kids under 5 and why are you cutting the grass so when you said like not doing the chores i can pick up on that one I can pick up on that one and go like, yeah. okay, your guy works. <laughs> I get it. He brings home the bacon, but you fried, mm-hmm. I know you're a vegan or a vegetarian, but you fry it up in the pan and you cut the grass mm-hmm. and you clean the house and you're very organized and you're raising two children. So I can see that being a bit of a, um, almost like I feel almost, and I could be wrong on this, Vanessa, but I feel almost like you guys have those really traditional roles in your marriage where he's. Yeah. He's a real man's man, and he he brings home the bacon, and you should be doing the rest. Everything else, yeah, I, very I, much so. I and get that. I see that. We're pushing that because yes. Okay, it's, it's, so it's it's going to get harder when you have three kids under five. I mean, or under six. That is, that is more than a full time job. Like that's a mm-hmm. that's a really full time job to do it well. Like being a a great mother. Um, no, being a mother, I'm going to say, isn't the hardest job in the world. Being a great mother is the hardest job in the world. And you are Definitely. a great mother. You are. And look what you came from. And you're healing that legacy. So that's incredible. And I'm so proud of you. And I'm so happy for you. And it really makes me feel like this is why I do what I do. Oh, my God. <laughs> for people like Vanessa. So Vanessa, what's happening now is you're stepping into your power and you're saying, but wait, I'm not a woman from 1940. Like, no, times are changing, sweetheart. And I love you, but we have to, just because these were the roles that your dad, his dad is a real chauvinist, um, isn't he? Yes. 
right? So his role model right. is an extremely chauvinistic man who thinks a woman should know her place. Yeah, makes sense. You shouldn't laugh too loud even. Right, but right. You need to oh, be yeah. quieter. Oh, no, we won't even go there, but yep. <laughs> right? Yep. So you came from a crazy-ass mother, and this is where this works against you. Because he gets to, in his mind, your husband, think, I came from, I don't know that they're stable, but I'm just guessing this. This is my intuition. Yeah. I came from a stable mother and father. My father, they're, they're, I don't even know to say this, but I just feel like they're just really 1950s, good housekeeping magazine wife, mother, and real chauvinistic father. So you're, where it works against you, and this is how I felt in my first marriage, um, was that he and his family thought they were better than me because I came from crazy-ass, shit-ass mother. Now, I don't know. Yeah, to an, ex to an extent. Not even that they necessarily think that they're better than me, but I can see where my husband is like. He sees that his parents are stable. They're good. They're yes. well-off. And, but you came from that. That's what and, I mean. And know, I don't mean, like, he yeah. loves you. He wouldn't think, he would never have married you if he didn't think you were the woman right. for him. So I'm not, I don't mean that. But I right. just, I always felt that too. I felt like it wouldn't matter what I did. It didn't matter that I, I, I gave birth to these two incredible little girls. My house was immaculate. I cooked incredible meals. I looked great. I... I ran, I like cut the grass. Um, I still came from what I came from. And there's, there's mm -hmm. something in there that we, we have to shake ourselves as women. And you know, what's interesting is when I decided to leave my husband, and this is why I want to say to you about your marriage and not to leave. I do want to say that. Don't leave. Don't leave. Let's work on this. <laughs> Let's work on this because this is all really workable stuff. It's really yeah. workable stuff. So I didn't have the tools, so I just left. I didn't have the tools to know. It's like I was feeling so good about myself, but I felt like my husband and his family were never going to see me for who I really was. And I was angry mm -hmm. about that. And I just felt like I'm just going to leave. And then when I meet someone new, they're going to meet me as this empowered woman. And I don't have to go through the bullshit of now trying to change the conversation and teach you how to treat me properly like my husband when we would have an argument he would say you're just like your mother that was like mm -hmm. the worst possible thing to say to me because no I'm not I'm, I'm nothing like my mother yeah. um so I didn't have the tools then to know how to change that dynamic I have it now mm -hmm. and interestingly even with my new marriage what we have that's different is we have some rip-roaring arguments and I stand my ground. And mm -hmm. and now I've realized I don't have to have rip-roaring arguments. The difference is with my first husband, we didn't have rip-roaring arguments. It was his way or the highway. And I didn't know how to express mm -hmm. myself, so mm -hmm. I just left. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you have three children now with him. And gosh, what a beautiful family. And you've got your new, beautiful dream home. And you guys can really have it all. Like, you guys could have it all. But what has to happen is you have to start changing that dynamic with him 
and showing up right. as such a woman. And maybe there has to be some conversations that aren't pleasant. Um, mm -hmm. But I would say this, you got to get really clear on what you want. Mm -hmm. um, you've got to get really clear on what you don't want. And you have to get you have to really master the art of effective communication. And mm -hmm. you can do that. You are so smart and you're just really stepping into your power now. So you have to realize, mm -hmm. first of all, you have to say, we're not, we're not going to do it this way anymore. That became a really important line that I would say, even to the kids, let's say they started arguing and fighting with each other, which they learned from me how to yell. So they mm -hmm. would yell. And then I'd have to be like, we don't no i'm only kidding we don't do it this way anymore we're not doing it this way anymore we can't do it this way anymore once i realized empowerment yeah. that yelling not that yelling is that big a deal but it's the anger and it's the rage and it's the the wrong words that can't be taken back and it's the it's not that mm -hmm. a loud voice is abusive it's what's being said with that loud voice because i could whistle and yell and sing loud and that's not abusive so it's not that a raising your voice is so abusive it's it's the circle that you guys are spinning yourselves into so you almost have to get right. really clear on like what you want and if you have to write it down write it down and get really clear on when you like here's a good boundary setting here's here's some simple steps for boundary setting when you when you i feel would you be willing and then you have to know in your mind, Vanessa, what your consequences are going to be, even with your partner, mm -hmm. even with a husband. Mm -hmm. So when you, so let's, let's pick one. Like when you, when you don't help with anything uh -huh. around the house, when you mm -hmm. tell me, tell me what, like how you could word that when you, um, when you don't. Take on your fair share. But, or, okay, that's, you know, the trouble that's with that is that's not clear enough. Because he doesn't know what's my fair share. He might be thinking, I make the money. That's my share. Yeah. He doesn't know that yet. Right. You're, t you're talking about, you have to remember something. People sometimes mess up um, and they know they're messing up. And then sometimes people mess up, but they don't even know because their frame of reference in their, in their mind, in what his dad did, he's a good he's a good dad and he's a good husband based yeah. on what his dad yeah. taught him how to be. So yeah. that's mm -hmm. when I, I talk about this in, um, actually it's in my latest book, the emotional edge. I think you have that book about different love languages. Well, I think we all think of love languages as being like, you know, the five love languages, um, acts of uh -huh. service, physical touch, words of affirmation. But I actually think there's hundreds of love languages, meaning Mm -hmm. What did you learn growing up about what love means? What does marriage mean? So what did you learn, Vanessa, about what it means to to be loved and to be in a really great relationship? What did that mean to you growing up? Jeez, I, I, that it didn't exist. <laughs> exactly. And there's a little laugh of truth. So you have to, I would really empower you to take some time to figure out what you learned about love, relationships, yeah, um, being a wife, what a husband should be, and then, then look at that and say, okay, that is what I learned, and mm -hmm. we can unlearn. Well, we can't unlearn things, but we can change things and we can do it differently. But that's what I learned, and then, 
even without even asking him, just your own observation, what did he learn about mm-hmm. love, marriage, relationships, being a husband, what a wife should be? So see, he's got a whole idea about what marriage and love is, and you've got a whole idea of what marriage uh-huh. and love is, and they're just different. Mm-hmm. They're just completely different. And until we learn how to get really clear on, wait, what, maybe I'm bringing some dysfunctional or not accurate or not empowered beliefs into this marriage. And True. I got to work on those. That's what I can work on. And then I can also start to have compassion and understanding and realize, okay, but my husband learned a whole, you know, one of the things that works for me now in my marriage with my husband is that, and and this, it doesn't, it's not that people have to come from the same culture or, and, they, and I don't mean any of that, but we have to have really similar core values. And when people have yeah. really similar core values, you can overcome anything. Like, so with my new, this, my husband, who I've been married to for 14 years, um, there's just things we do that I just love because I like silly things. Like my first husband, they weren't big gift givers or Christmas wasn't a big, like mm-hmm. it was just about food, but it wasn't about the magic of Christmas. It wasn't about the twinkling lights and, and simmering, you know, apples with, with cinnamon. And it wasn't the smells and the sounds and the music. He, he, he's a different culture. So he, mm-hmm. he did, so when I got together with my husband, the silliest thing is like our first Christmas, he comes over with a real tree and he's like, we're having a real tree in this house. And I'm like, I've never, I've always wanted a real tree, but I've been with someone who, who puts together the plastic tree and gets it down as fast as possible. And I have this husband who says, let's, you know, want, wants to take the snow, snow rides. And just, I can't explain what I mean. Like I can, if I had more time. Mm-hmm. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of things that yeah. I realized, wow, our love languages are so similar. That works for us. That that's a big mm-hmm. part of the stuff. I don't have to try to convince you that certain things I believe are the way it should be. So, but there's other things mm-hmm. that we don't necessarily agree on. So with your husband, I think it's really important for you to Really have a look at like, what did he learn and what does he believe? I'll tell you what he believes without even knowing. I'll tell you a couple of quick things. He believes that marriage is forever. We don't need to be crazy. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be unstable. We don't even need to be talking mm-hmm. about getting divorced. Um, what are you talking yeah. about? We're in this for life. Like you didn't. So you actually have this. I go back and forth because you grew up thinking, but you can go back and forth. Of course, you can mm-hmm. go back and forth. You can leave. You can be done. You're allowed to be done. Your mother was done all the time with different men. Yeah. So those are yeah. two very different beliefs that I was like, no, you can't. Right. You can't have that mentality in your marriage that, I mean, you can always leave. That's the truth. But if you have a mindset right. that is, we're in this and we are going to make this incredible for these three children and for each other. And I love you so much. And I want this to be incredible. And I just think we have to be more on the same team. Like we have to start seeing us as our own baseball team or we're our own yeah. little team. We're not on different teams. We're on the same team. You're the pitcher and I'm the catcher. And we're only yeah. going to win if we play like a team. Right. And so I think sometimes talking to him and instead of saying, you're not doing your fair share, I don't think he even knows what that means. 
I don't think right, he has a right. clue. I think if you were to be more no, clear and doesn't. say, um, these are all the jobs that have to get done around here because they have to. I'm not being unreasonable. Yeah. And these are ones that right. are just too much for me. I right. I'm would you be willing to take over cutting the grass? Would you yeah. be willing to take over clearing the driveway in the winter? I, I am going to have a new baby. Right. I have a new baby and two, two other ones. Would you be willing to do that? Right. And I'll tell you, when you word things like, Josh, I love you so much. I think you're an incredible man, an incredible father. You're, you're providing for us. You're, you're so faithful and loyal. I guarantee that he is. You're, yeah. you're the salt of the earth. You're the man I want to grow old with. And I don't mean to seem like I don't appreciate you and what you bring. I just, I can't, I can't keep up all that I'm doing. Yeah. And would you be willing to help me with this particular job? Not fair share. That doesn't even make sense to him. He doesn't even know what you mean by that. Yeah. Yeah. Would you be willing to help me with this, this, and this, these three jobs? Can I, can I, would you, would you do those for me? It would make me a happier wife. I, I just be a, I just be a happier woman if you could do that for me. And what yeah. do you think he would say? Like, no. He might give me a sarcastic remark, but that's, that's exactly what he needs. Because, you know, I get, I guess I, when you look at what did you learn growing up? Well, I just learned that, you know, he should just read my mind on everything and he should know exactly what to do. And yeah, he's very not that way. He's like, you tell me to do the dishes, I'll do the dishes. But, yeah. you know, I'm always like. Well, you should just see what's going no, on around the house doesn't. and do it. So but that make a list for him of of stuff. You know, this is what needs to get done in the house. These are daily things. These are weekly things. Like that would be you want to know hugely what's really funny? helpful My for husband, him and me. Yeah, you know that's the what you got to do. You got to make it really clear, and then mm-hmm. you have to. I know it might sound yep. crazy. Like, why should I have to reward him? He's my husband because he's still right. a man. He's a man. So then you have to do the right. <laughs> oh, I'm so grateful. Thank you so. Oh my God, you have no idea yes. how amazing it feels to to come down in the morning or walk out to the kitchen and you've the kitchen is spotless. I feel like uh-huh. I'm so happy. I'm so grateful to you. And then his self esteem goes, and he feels like the best man in the world. My wife is happy. That's really what he wants. And so when we change yeah. the way that we are doing it, we'll get different results. You do not need yeah. to leave that man. No freaking right. way. You're going to, ha- no, that's crazy talk. <laughs> oh my good God. You're not leaving your husband. You love him and you have three, you have two children and one about to be popped out. Do you know how hard your life would be if you were a single mother? I know. I hate to think that I know God did not give us three children to make me a single mother. There no. is no way. No. <laughs> Do you know no how way. hard your life, you would end up having a mess. It would be a mess. I'm I'm just telling you, yeah. you need to let yourself just be stable, be loved, yeah. have a stable house, love your three children, get your coaching certification, start making money yeah. from home. Like, you yeah. know, the kids are in school soon and you'll have a couple of hours every afternoon. You lay your baby down, have a sleep. You get to do a couple coaching calls. You're making good mm-hmm. money. Like, let yourself just enjoy a stable, calm, loving life. Yep. 
Well, and I love what you said, too, as far as, like, it really hit home that I've always seen, oh, you just leave. When it's not good, you just leave and you run. And then if the man still wants you, you know, he'll come crawling back or you'll go crawling back. And that doesn't work and it's not feasible. And it doesn't work on my husband anyways. It does not make him change. He's just like, all right, whatever. Yeah, he just thinks um, you're nuts. He thinks you're like your mom. You're like, He'll think you're like yeah, your mom. stand your ground Stand your ground and just know that we're married and we're in this through thick and thin. I've never really, I've never really felt that as strongly until you said it. And it is true because he wants that. You know, he took forever to put a ring on my finger and marry me and says all the time, I wouldn't have done that if I didn't really mean it. Yeah. And yeah, I love him to death and I don't really want to give up on him. I just get really, really dang frustrated with how he is sometimes. Yeah, that's marriage. It's been 12 and a half years. Ah! It's marriage. It's marriage. And then you'll have yeah. highs again and you'll be like, oh, my God, I love my husband. I love my life. I love my babies. And then you'll yeah. have a valley because it's part of life. But you have the tools now. Yeah. And you're learning faster and quicker how to yeah. realize what am I feeling? What do I need to do? I need to express what I'm feeling. But I have to express it in a way to yeah. get my needs met. Right. You got to right. express it in a way so that he, you're getting your needs met. Like, yeah. what would love have you do? What would love yeah. have you do, Vanessa? You, you're you not going to be a pushover. You're not leaving. You're married. Right. You're in it right. to win it. Your yep. children need you guys to be together. Definitely. You, what a they mess. Do. What a mess we create. Like, they really my do. biggest regret, and it's not, I, I'm, so, I'm so happy I'm with my husband now, um, but... I came from a crazy mother that it was, it was just like, you just leave. I didn't even yeah. realize like, this is very traumatic. It's, it's really traumatic right. for your children. It's really traumatic for yeah. you. You don't even realize it. You're constantly in this yo-yo of life where you're up, you're down, you're fighting, you're leaving, you're good, you're back. You're, it's crazy. Right. It's not healthy for you. You, you who has the time to get on with getting certified and becoming a, having a great career yeah. and building a, a yeah. nice hefty bank account balance and having dreams and taking the kids to Disney World and going on a nice vacation with your husband one day soon and without the kids and like who has the energy or the time to do all these really amazing things if you're constantly in conflict with the man you're going to spend the rest of your life with. Get it figured out. Yes, very true. Very, you're very in true. Yeah, got to get clear. Life. That makes so much sense. You're in it for life, yeah. and you're going to make it amazing, and you're on yep. the same team. And when you talk to him like that and say, I love you so much, you are an amazing man, you're an amazing father, and I have some things that I'm just, I, I wonder if you'd be willing to do to just, really help me and I, I promise like I will I will be so grateful that sounds so much more perfect than I'm gonna leave your butt if you don't change this right now <laughs> yeah I know and we didn't we didn't know that though because our mothers would just do it that way I'm leaving uh-huh. I'm done yep. I don't need this shit yeah I don't need you yep. I don't need anyone <laughs> and then we leave and we expect them if they loved us they'd come chasing after uh, us but that's not healthy uh-huh your husband's right. like, I'm here. This is our home. I'm not leaving anywhere. You got to do what you got to do. But right. I love you. The kids are in bed. Let them sleep. Don't create crazy. No one needs crazy. Yep. 
Well, you think about that. Would you really even want somebody who chased after you every time you lost your marbles like that and ran out that? No. No, because that I would... wouldn't want some whiny guy chasing and after it's me. Not I'm e- glad he stands his ground. Yeah, and it's <laughs> it's not even that he's whiny. It's that he would be teaching you. You can run whenever you want. Uh-huh. And that's not healthy. Right. Nope, definitely not. You know, I'll tell you something. My kid's on the line, and my other one's texting me right now. I didn't realize I didn't put it into airplane mode. Um, they don't even, they, I'm not saying that, like, that's the right way. But, like, I look at them, and I think, Julia, she's just had a month in Mexico with her boyfriend. They've been together for 10 years. She's She's been together since she was 14. She's only had one boyfriend. And it doesn't even cross her mind when they're arguing to break up. It doesn't, yeah. they don't think that yeah. way. Madeline is getting right. married. She's planning the most extraordinary wedding. We just threw an incredible engagement party. If they were to have an art, if she were to have a disagreement with her fiance, it wouldn't cross, she wouldn't even think things like, I'm leaving. Right. That's way too much right. drama. Right. Yes. And I can't even imagine if they had three kids, like it wouldn't cross their, it wouldn't ever come out of their mouth. They wouldn't even talk like that. Right. It wouldn't even ever escape their mouth. Right. That breaking up is is the is the next best option. It's always you got to talk it right. out. You've got to get back in your woman energy. Go do some things that make you feel yep. great about yourself. Um, get a coaching yep. call. Call a therapist. Go to see a friend. Go out for a night with your friends. Go out for a great dinner. Right. And sit around the table and talk and talk and talk for hours, and you'll come home feeling so much better. There's a million other ways to handle problems. Right. Without running. Right. We didn't learn it. It's not an option. It's Just not. Across it. It's not an option. an option. There's no back door here. And God has God has also made that pretty impossible for me unless I pack up and go to a shelter, which mom did. And I'm like, no, that's really stupid. We're not going to do that. And like, well, he's obviously not making it this difficult for me to leave with as many blessings as he's given me for other things. Yeah. That like even the fact kind of that your brain, yeah. Vanessa, the fact that your brain goes, I'm just going to pack up and go to a shelter. That it, that's insane. You're not being abused. Right. 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 That's crazy. That's what your mother would have done. So you have to actually say to yourself, what would I, my right. mother do? Okay, I have to do the opposite. Yeah. What would yeah. my mother do? Yeah. Okay, I need to do the opposite because I know where that lead, that where that led my mother. Yeah. So I can't do it that way. And you have to say that to yourself. It doesn't mean that Josh is perfect or that his family, because they're stable, right. is is healthy. It just means he has a whole right. different love language than you. And his love language yeah. is, I married you. I work, I come home, I'm faithful, we have a lovely home, I'm a great dad, I'm never leaving you. Do you not get yep. that? That's my love language. I'm here. Stability is my love language. Right. And yours is? Yeah. Cuckoo! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much, yes. Indeed. And it's not your fault or his fault. It just is what it is. And the more that you start to go, okay, that's yeah. what he learned. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. And the dad yeah. is a chauvinist. So, of course, he learned to be a chauvinist. But it doesn't mean right. you can't start doing it both a little differently. You're not going to turn the Titanic in one day. Definitely. But you can start to just slowly right. shift. And I'll just go back to one last thing, and then we're going to say au revoir. Au revoir. Um, is um, men really respond to praise? Like they really, really respond yeah. to. Like I, it's yeah. funny because my husband never stops doing stuff around this house. 
never. Like to the point that I come downstairs this morning, he's not only boiled me eggs and put some toast on and buttered it, he's cut the eggs, put butter and salt and pepper in them. But I didn't want that. But that's how much he, right. he's like, oh, I was just trying to be helpful. He'll do anything for me. You want to know what's interesting though? If I were to yeah. ask him to do something for me, I can tell it bugs him. If I were to say, would you yeah. put some eggs on for me and put some toast on and butter it for me? I think he would think, who the hell do you think I am? But he'll do right. anything for me. So what I've learned is I have to just always go, oh, honey, thank you so much for making me coffee. I am the luckiest woman in yeah. the world. You make me coffee every morning. He'll continue making me coffee. Yep. But if I were to every morning yep, say, will you totally go get me that. a coffee? That would piss him off and he wouldn't want to do it. Uh-huh. It's so uh-huh. interesting how yep. how men men will do anything for you if they feel appreciated and they want yes. to they want their wives to be happy but if they feel like their wife is never happy they're not interested yeah yeah well that was a great conversation sure, thank sure. you miss it was i totally appreciate that very very helpful yeah it's always better to try to make our marriages happy and work always always yeah. Unless you're in a situation <laughs> where you're being abused, then I'm like, you need to get the hell out of that. But if it's not abuse, it's just a power struggle, you you can change that dynamic. And if it gets to the point mm-hmm. where you're, you know, your kids are older and you just realize I've done everything and I'm just so unhappy. Well, there is a healthy way to leave too. And it's not yeah. running off to a shelter. Right. Definitely. So, all right, goddess, I love you. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I know you're not having Thanksgiving until November or something because you're American, but happy Thanksgiving because <laughs> we're having ours next weekend. Same to you. Same yeah. to you. Thank you so much. Thank you to everyone who's been on the call today. For those of you who are listening live, thank you. It's so awesome being able to see that you're here and that you're just, you know, sending energy right live to Vanessa and, and being a part of this conversation. If you're listening to the replay, the podcast, um, why don't you subscribe to my channel and then you'll get a little notification every month when the new um, podcast goes up and they're always different. It's always just real women from around the world. I never know who's going to come on and um, I just love doing what I do. So thanks everyone for being a part of the conversation. It's so crazy and insane for me to say, um, I'll talk to you in November. Um, Ellen, I saw your hand just went up. Did you want to share something, Ellen, before we say goodbye? Is that you, Ellen? I've unmuted your line. Maybe not. Okay. I just want to say thanks to everyone. See you in November. Have a great month and um, and have fun on Halloween. Gobble, 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 turkey, turkey, and ghosts and goblins. Okay. Crystal's losing her mind. I'm going to let you go and uh, bye for now. Thank you for joining us today on Chat with Crystal, empowerment coaching and conversations with real women from around the world. Of course, my name is Crystal Andrus Morissette, and it's been my honor to spend this time with you. If you'd like to be a guest on the show to get the coaching that you need, please visit www.swatinstitute.com. And remember, empowerment equals choice. It's always up to you.